Welcome to Changing the Channel with Joe Garner, a show about shifting our individual and collective beliefs on what is possible for the future of humanity. As our understanding of how our reality continues to shift, we are at a point of reunification between science and spirituality. What does the world look like when we break free from the generational trauma that has kept most humans playing small for thousands of years and step into our full power as the co-creators of this reality? I always ask that you keep an open mind with this podcast. Ask yourself what resonates with my truth at this time and what does not. Respect your intuition, but see if you can get through the whole show because there might be that little nugget buried deep in the conversation that unlocks something for you. Pack your bags and all the things as you get ready to go on an adventure with Denicia Hilton Harper, curator and consultant of playful experiences designed for you to discover and be your perfect, authentic self. Welcome to the show, Denicia. Thanks for joining me today. Hey, thank you. I'm, I'm kind of pumped and excited already. Yeah, I can I tell. This. I feel the energy already like, oh, this is going to be good. It's going to be so juicy. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> so let's get started with being unapologetically authentic. What does that mean to you? How do you teach that to clients? And, you know, what is the the overall goal with that? Mm, so just a little bit of like context I want to give people is like, so my lens and my perspective of going in and seeing this authenticity show up is actually out of practicing as a doctor of Eastern medicine. And so like when you're in that space, people are coming to you most of the time with like physical symptoms, mental, emotional things that are coming up. Right. And then it was during that time that I started seeing like this theme and this theme that was coming up and a lot of the time that I'm spending with them wasn't necessarily like, oh, we're just focusing on having healthier cycles and we're just focusing on infertility and all that stuff, right? It was like a lot of the stuff in their life that was actually going on. And it was things that I started picking up on that it's like, wow, they're telling me that they're actually, their desires are X. Their life, though, and the way of being was why. Mm. And so then that like that really got me seeing them differently because now I'm consulting on. We're role playing conversations with a boss or <laughs> role playing conversations with a partner or a friend or like um, just kind of getting them more and more comfortable to just feel like, oh, if that's really what you want, like, yeah, sure, you're going to have dinner with your with your mother in law. And how about we tell her, you know, this is what this is what you'd prefer. Oh, I can't do that. Like, like it was just certain things like that that would come up. And it's and that's when most recently something that we were taught in school, which was um, a quote from the founder's teacher, which a lot of his stuff was informed as he formed the school, which was the quote of being the medicine is in the life. and. So now I like really, really see what he meant by that. And so how it relates is that I saw this as, wow, they're really not living authentically to their core, to their desires, right? And so then it's like, so that's where to me authenticity is. It's seeing that you can be playing in all these different roles 
and not feel like there's a mask that you have to switch just because you're in a different space or a different area or having a conversation with a different person. It's that you at your core can just simply, there, sure, there's going to be fear that may pop up, right? Um, and usually that fear is actually out of acceptance of who you're desiring to be. So then that's where like the environment comes into play, right? Um, and it's also like seeing that those can be acute stress moments. So it's like, hmm, we're designed to be able to handle acute stress. But if we're chronically in these environments that we can't be who we are, that's actually stress. Like that's the chronic stress as well. So it's not just the it's kind of interesting because it's like people say like there's chronic stress and da, da, da. and I'm like oh I'm stressed out and I'm like can we please identify it name it and then oh it's work is it actually work or is it that you feel like you have more to offer and you're not getting it or you feel like there's more meaning to what it is that you could be doing but you're not getting it like those to me are like all the signs and and symptoms of authenticity just being able to be you and bringing in and allowing the talents and the gifts to just kind of flow out into wherever you're at yeah finally a place for listeners to gather and share join the ascension update Substack for messages and updates from our brothers and sisters helping with the ascension articles on the future of humanity and a Q&A where you can ask my guides anything you would like. This is the hub for everything Ascension related. Click the link in the show notes or go to joegarner.substack.com to stay at the leading edge of this movement. And now, back to the show. So do you see that showing up in the physical you know, ailments? The, the lack of authenticity that they're living now shows up as you know, chronic mm -hmm. illness, chronic disease chronic pain yeah and that and um and so that's where now like I kind of flipped it so like so I'm kind of instead of just kind of coming out the gate and being like oh reproductive health you know like like I was before um things have changed for me where it's like hmm actually let's foster a different relationship with our bodies because that that was actually a huge, huge, huge step that I saw was this dissociation from the physical body. Mm -hmm. And especially now when you have so much out there that's like mental health, mental health. And to me, that's just another label for keeping people in their mind and further dissociation from the body when there are pieces of wisdom and insight that comes from the body. And so now it's asking us like, okay, well, if we're experiencing this symptom, what is it telling us? What it, and so, and then if you add in perspective from like Eastern medicine, and now I've studied other things as well, but so I'll just stick with Eastern for this for sake of ease and conversation. But like, but like, if you look at it through that lens, it's like, sure, it may be anxiety, but if it shows up in certain spots, it gives you the nuance of that mm -hmm. anxiety, if that makes sense. And so then it's like from that nuance, then 
let's explore like how is it related to what whether or not you're being who you'd like to actually be from your core from your authentic being and um and like it's kind of like too when people go and they go on those those studies and they start looking at things and they're researching and the thing is is I'm not discounting it because you actually have to go through that we because if we are believing in the totality of everybody you actually do need to acknowledge that there is the mind so we are going to learn through that way as well so it's like you'll go through that similar to what I did and seeing the mental side of it but then now we get to integrate it and so this is where it is that I, I like talking about like sure we can discover like it's like oh discover your meaning discover your purpose discover your authentic self and we have to be because even in the discovery you're going to have to be and then from the being you're going to end up discovering more so it's kind of like just kind of keeps going in this continuous loop um but both have to be there it's kind of like yin and yang both have to be there for the existence to happen right and that's the the idea of the yin and the yang is that it's a it's a spiral an upward or downward but it's a spiral so every time you go around right you're at another level up so even though my you know there's this continual lessons and experiences that you're having you're going upwards towards you know reunification you know the and remembering it, of your totality of the consciousness of your experiences yeah and it- and too, what I love is uh, about the symbol um, that's sometimes even overlooked is how you see like we're gonna go black and white because usually that's how you, most people see the symbol. But like um, the black dot is within the white, and then the white is within the black, and so that's symbolizing that yin is always within yang, and then yang is always within yin. And so even then, you could try to see them separately, but they're still together. Mm-hmm. And so, and to me, that's us. Like we're a representation of of that. And so, where even as we're going through our experiences in life, it may seem like there's only this one huge, huge, huge issue, <laughs> whatever it is. And if you remember the totality and the yin within yang, yang within yin, then you'll know that in that there's always that little that smaller dot, that's presence of the other side of the spectrum. And so we get to play in that spectrum. And so like, I I love offering that because then it kind of creates a little bit more ease. I see it as a more ease in whatever transition it is that we're going through and whatever experience that we're experiencing. Because sometimes you can get in and be so deep and it's just like, Right. Like, is this going to end? And so, mm-hmm. and so if you could find that one thing that you could kind of see is that small dot within the bigger, what is perceived to be bigger right now. And then over time, you'll see then that the other side is going to start rising and, and you're going to start seeing that similar to um, the rising sun and the rising moon, like the moon's always there even though we might see the sun all the time and then the sun's there even though we might see the moon you know like mm-hmm. at that time too so they're they're never quite one is never non-existent they're both existing at the same time it's just a matter of like 
how much of it is going to be like right there during that cycle of the ebb and flow. Right. And what do you what do you typically see? Like what's showing up right now in your clients as far as the ebb and the flow? Like what is the pain and frustration? And then what is the ease and flow uh, for a lot of clients right now? So, okay, so I I know that this is going to be evergreen, right? Like it's going to be kind of hanging around, lurking out there. So context, it's November 3rd and we're in the Northern Hemisphere. And so like we are in fall and although I'm in Florida, so like fall's kind of like. Yeah, I'm in Texas. Yeah. 89 (laughs) degrees today, I think. Like, yeah, so. um but the energy of fall and like what that means, like autumn. And so we're really at this this crux of it's not like a total yin, like in winter, right? Or a total yang of summer. It's like a midpoint. And so that's where you start. You're already hearing it. Well, I don't know if you are, but a lot of people might be hearing it right now. The, the mental angst that's happening People are already starting to express some seasonal effectiveness um, disorder, um, depression, start and sadness, right? All starting to come in as they're coming into this time period where the day the daylight is getting shorter and shorter. So here's the thing, though: it's also seeing that it's a it's we're transitioning into reflecting, like it's that midpoint of reflection, and assessment evaluation and so at that point it's like how can you do so and celebrate right like how can you like most of the time it's associated with this like didn't do this didn't do that I lost this and and so therefore like people get into that sadness and then now match that up with some holidays. And then this might be a first holiday or 10th holiday that without someone being in the physical plane. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I feel like that is the energy that you feel is the slowing down, which then for some it means in the darkness. So then they're going to be going and having to kind of be in this darkness and they may be uncomfortable because we just came out of summer where it's like, I don't really have to address it. And like, it's fast moving, you know, like all that jazz. Um, but see, now we get this opportunity to really reflect. But I'd say reflect and celebrate at the same time. See where there are these other opportunities, allowing oneself to slow down. Like I also see people getting frustrated, right? They're getting really frustrated because of like, the inner outside energies are slowing and they internally want to keep moving mm-hmm. like and moving fast, which for some people, it's actually even serving as a distraction of the slowing down and the reflecting. They don't want to go there. So it's like, hmm, what can you do? How can you do this in a way that still honors that this is the season that we're in? this on a grander scale of course there's also micros but like this is the season that we're in and then how can we do that that um like i i know this too and i've had conversations with others as well because i've had this experience traditions 
that tend to be passed down and the conflict that can arise when you no longer want to go with that tradition. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> there's therein lies actually the conflict, like a source of conflict. Some thinking that you're turning turning your back on whatever tradition. So that tradition coming from a culture or subculture, them arguing <laughs> about it or they're upset. And so then therefore you kind of like, you just go along with it. Meanwhile, your authentic being, you're going to, you're now experiencing the headache. You're experiencing the fatigue. You think it's fatigue. Yeah. Cause you're running your energy trying to be something that you don't want to be or mm. doing something that you don't want to do. Right. The body pain shows up. So it's like you start to see all of those because it's really conflicts into what it is you're really desiring at this time. And it's just not matching, you know. Any suggestions on how to balance that? How to balance, you know, obviously there's always this kind of social requirement to continue these these rituals and these festivals and uh, holidays and, and all of this experience that we've had. But, you know, you authentically know that you don't want to experience that anymore. So any, any tips or, or tricks that you have uh, when dealing with family members who do want to continue those and you, you know, want to live your authentic self and don't want to, like, how do you find that balance? Yeah. So I, this is where I feel like you're going to have to really play with this, right? So like, like literally you're going to have to play with it, experiment with it um, and see. And, and, and as you do it, then you're actually observing at the same time what happens. So, um, because there's different ways that you can go at this. You already said yourself, right? There's so many different rituals. There's so many different traditions and all that stuff that's out there. So that means then that there more than likely is something that fits you more now that's already out there. Mm -hmm. So that might mean like if you are, so we're going to, we tend to complain the fastest, which to me is just, just citing the issue. So, all right, cite your issue. Say what it is that you want to say. I don't feel like cooking all day. All right, sweet. So we got it. Now we know what it is. So you can write that down if you want. And then now you ask, all right, if you don't feel like cooking all day, then what would you be doing then? Like, what would, be, what would you be doing outside of that? And then you can go through that process. Well, I actually just want to sit and watch some Christmas movie. Okay, watch some Christmas movies and snacks and, and cool. All right, so if that's what you would like to do, can you do that? And right. then, you know, and, and for some, they'll be like, well, yeah, but. <laughs> okay. So then once you say but, now that you just added problem number two to your list. So put that under that other column. Yep. Now, why do you now explore that? What is it about it? Like, why did you say but? And then it's like, well, my my mom or my aunt or whomever, uh, my partner, my kids, they, they did that. Okay, so then how about we see then, how can you invite them into what you would like to do? Sure. And then if they don't want to participate, then it's like, all right, cool. Well, then what I'm going to do, somebody else can host or I'll show up there for an hour if they feel comfortable. And the other thing is like people feel like this is such an obligation. 
And I feel like that's stuff that's coming from like our lower chakras or, or those lower energy centers where it is that that's houses our connections to our our culture. Mm. And at the same time, it's recognizing that we are connected to so many different types of cultures and subcultures. It's just that one or two might be predominating. So if you actually can call on the other linkages to the other subcultures, you realize that you're actually not alone. Hmm. You're really not alone in this on your own. You're actually tapping into a whole nother type of uh, collective energy, right? That's uh, And you're wanting to experience that with them. And so then it, the way that conversations can be had is like kind of sharing like, you know, this is also my time. Like, so this is my, my, my walk in my life. And this is how I would like to actually experience it. Sure, I may have time off from work, but this is what I enjoy. Like, this is what I would enjoy and not be as like, like I'm ready to go back to work simply because you're trying to run away from this situation, right? right. Like people have that experience as well. And so- it's it's kind of like how can we massage the conversation and just kind of letting people know like hey just as much as it is that you're pushing that this is how you want to celebrate or how you want to do things i also am doing that mm -hmm. and this is the way that it looks for me and that's the way that it looks for you so i i accept that and i acknowledge that that's how you want to celebrate now i'm asking that you ex acknowledge and accept that this is how i want to do it Right. And then, like I said, just realizing that you're not alone. I believe that's where the Friendsgiving stuff came from. Right. Like right. it's just out of people not being near family or people saying like their friends are their family or so they created all these little subcultures. So you get to see that there's always going to be somebody that you connect with. It's just asking yourself, in what way do you want to connect? Do you want to connect on that problem that you already identified in your list? Or do you want to connect on what it is that you're desiring from your core? So if you focus on that, that this is what I want to do, that's when you can even then action step, you can post out there be like, look, I just want to do Netflix and chill for on this day watching. And we just watch Christmas movies. Anybody down? Right. And, so, you know, so you got to see even the energy of a group coming together for that is going to be completely different than an energy of a group that's just going to sit there and keep talking about like how this holiday sucks and because they're forced to do X, Y, Z. So either way, you're going to be expending time and energy. It's just the quality of it that you want to ask yourself and then seeing that it is definitely quite possible, right? To, for you to experience what it is that you would like to experience. And it only takes one. It doesn't have to be great, big, big, huge. It only takes one. Beautiful. Yeah, that's a, a great reminder, you know, how, how to live authentically. And, and I'm sure when you when you throw that out there, hey, does anybody want to Netflix and chill this Thanksgiving? Like, you'll be surprised at how many people are like, yes, let's do that. Let's make that happen. Like, yes. Yeah. And, and even like with um, like my little baby cousin, he like one day randomly um, wanted us to do Disney Plus like the group play i think it's called group play or something like that so even with that even when you it might seem like it's really sad that you can't even do something with someone who might geographically be farther away 
There's all sorts of means that you could still be doing these activities that are meaningful to you and create this connection, right? And and then that's how it is that we can use the tech in that way, like mm. to to really create this connection with one another um, while experiencing something that you'd actually want to be experiencing anyway. Yeah, beautiful. Now you talk a lot about leadership and being authentic in your leadership. Let's let's kind of talk a little bit about that. And what does the future of leadership look like to you as people start to become more authentic leaders instead of what they believe they need to be as a leader? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, okay. So it's authentic leadership, and I, we've spent a lot of time discussing like authenticity, right? Like, so if we were just to make it really, really succinct, we'll say like. It's you just feeling like you can be who you're desiring in any place, okay? Allowing then the natural gifts and talents and, and the skills to just flow easier. So then when we talk about leadership, most people think about leadership as like associated with a title, mm -hmm. right? Like it's CEO, COO, CFO, manager, director, right? They think of it as that way. I actually think of leadership as from the definition, like one of my favorite definitions of leader is uh, to put oneself first. Mm. So in my eyes, everybody's a leader. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so like, everyone's a leader. And then in certain experiences and in certain environments, right, like you're going to actually put forth, like you're adding in, the pieces of you that are core to you that come so with such ease. And it just may be somebody that's going to like direct the direction, if you will, of it. So like, so then with the authentic leadership, when you put them together, it's to me creating these spaces and these environments where people can just be who they are, seeing the value of, by simply being themselves, that they're adding to that collective direction. And then seeing, okay, where now where are we going? Right? Now what what now now that we're all connected, like what is our group? Like what's our group intention? So like to me, this is where it is that you see it, you see it in all types of places. You see it like in organizations and businesses. Sometimes though, they're they may identify a mission or a vision, but the actual being. So once again, they discover the mental part. Here's our mission. Here's our vision, right? Here's our values. But then on the implementation, on the being, there might be a disconnect. Right. Right. And how the business actually operates, the customer experience, the staff, the team, right? The being disconnected. And so you can see that like, uh, personally so even for you personally what's your mission what do you feel like is your mission and the vision what are your values now and then the being part of it how are you actually operating how much of it actually aligns with not not aligns but how is it harmonized right. how is it actually an expression of that right and one of the things too with, with that I'll tell you is that I had to keep reminding myself the mission and the vision and the values are going to change <laughs> because remember mission, vision, values, discovery, implementation, being. And remember I said, as you 
discover, you're going to have to be it. And then as right. you be it, you're going to end up discovering more. So it's going to change. And so be okay with that. It's going to change. And then even as it changes, um, have you ever seen it like with the businesses? Like, um, and I'm using business and organization, like just everybody, if you can, just think about different types, right? Like not just big major corporate, but like churches, mm-hmm. profit organizations, your social groups all the same thing so like you'll kind of see that as they be then what happens they'll be like let's evaluate let's evaluate this program let's evaluate this product like hmm maybe next time we we ought to like identify these these type of people that this would be good for or we're we're getting some feed forward that this wasn't the greatness (laughs) (laughs) or we're getting feed forward that this is definitely the greatness so next time let's do this so you kind of see that even then that'll that'll change. And then over time, they start to realize like, well, our mission has changed. Our values have changed as an organization. And so, which is cool. So what is it now? And then how can we continue to be that? And so you kind of just keep doing that. So it's like organization, organizational leadership, authentic leadership, and then it's personal authentic leadership so like the concepts are the same it's just in how it is that they're expressed and like for the future you're kind of i feel like we're kind of seeing little inklings little bit (laughs) um of it and it's growing and it's it's growing and it's growing it's getting bigger and bigger and it's under the name of ad so so access diversity equity and inclusion so the thing is, is that some companies actually are really getting the robustness and what of what that in the sense of this isn't just about diff- having different skin colors present. Right. This isn't just about having all genders present, which it is yin and yang people. So it's that and. But now they're also realizing, hmm, if we do have this mix of people here, they're going to come in with mix of talents, gifts, and skills, if we want to really leverage what we're investing in them, they can innovate and create for the products and services faster and more effectively. And that means then they enjoy being there. That energy transcends into what we're developing and selling for our customers. And they're going to feel that too. And then mm-hmm. now they're going to keep coming back to us. And so you see it like permeating out. And then those people are like, wow, they're enjoying their being at work. Like, right, doing their thing that permeates into their personal life. So now at home, it's like they're not coming home to have to like to have this drink or to be like, oh, I have to go and do X, Y, Z, whatever. And some of these other types of addictions that show up as a way to to cope with whatever is going on is it be more of like a natural transition and then they because they got to see like oh i'm just being me and i actually can just show up and i can exude this talent here in this place and it's being added into this melting pot and we're creating this product or service and then i even at home like i feel like I can just be me and then it's just this and then we can do that. Like it 
all is a melting pot there as well. Right. You know, like, so that's how I see, I see it like filtering and trickling out. Um, I think about the farms and how people would feel like, and they might say like the food tastes different. Um, right. And then it, as you backtrack down the supply chain line, you would find out like people were actually picking up the difference between foods coming from farms that were using primarily like cold steel machinery versus the ones that still that would have people actually like physically picking or harvesting or right. fertilizing so it like all of that like they were literally picking up the difference in the energies just down the supply line coming from food so that subtle that's not quite so subtle right right it's it, it's it, accessible you can feel it it's it's tenable yeah oh yeah yeah that's that's incredible and I, I think that's a part of you know this transition that we're going through is that realization where we're moving away from you know the reductionist scientific approach and we're starting to understand that that energy does have a a, a massive role in how things show up, what, you know, what the byproduct of that energy is. Um, and, and, you know, speaking to authenticity, there, there's the idea that, that each one of us is born with a natural frequency and that's the authentic aspect of yourself. And you spend, you know, a third of your life building up these, um, these barriers, these uh, walls and putting things around that authentic self and then the rest of your life you spend breaking down those walls to to rebirth that authentic self that that natural frequency that you've come here to share with the world um and yeah i think you're doing an amazing uh, an amazing thing helping people allow that authenticity that that natural frequency that they're here to vibrate out because when when you're vibrating at that natural frequency you're doing what you were sent here to do, what your mission was here to do, what what your life was here to do, the lessons that you were here to experience, the um, the experiences that you were here to experience, the people that you were naturally meant to attract into your life, you're now experiencing those. And it, it starts to happen. The more authentic, the more uh, natural of your frequency you can, you'll automatically attract. This is part of like the quantum aspect of reality automatically attract those people into your life those experiences that job that you're looking for the the money that you need the more authentic that you are the 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 easier everything starts to become so a lot of people are scared it's like i don't want to be authentic because i'm gonna you know i'm gonna start pushing people away and it's like well yes you're pushing the people away that are not meant to be in your life that are not meant yeah. to be here experiencing what you're meant to be here experiencing and right. I think as more and more and more people start to do that, again, that trickle down that you're talking about that's happening automatically is going to you'll start to see that in Fortune 500 companies, small businesses, churches, any type of organization. You're going to start to see that that that, that natural trickle down is going to start to happen because we came here. We knew what was going to happen. We knew the future uh, when we when we were born into this world right that's why we have that natural frequency and as we hit it you know the world just kind of stays the same but we're in this massive 
transitionary period, the shift in consciousness that's happening. And each person, every, every, every soul that wakes up to their authentic, authentic self, uh, authentic self, they're going to help this transition. They're, you know, they're, they have a mission, they have a perspective, they have abilities that are here to help make this transition from, from lower density, from, you know, kind of stuck energy into a, a more expanded state for all of humanity. And it, it's really cool to see people coming into that and experiencing it. And uh, no matter what's going on on the external world, if you can be that authentic self, you'll make the right decisions, you'll be led to the right places, you'll you'll do the right things. Yeah, and I, I, I totally love what you're saying. And as I was listening, it comes up that like, as people start to uh, to remember, I, I call it resource, um, to come to your source, to your source of self. And like, um, as you did that, like, like you said, like the first third, yeah, it's kind of like you all grew up and you kind of like go out. I actually consider that to be valuable in this sense of, in a way we kind of were like, keep doing this so maybe it's like the tendrils of of assessing what is going on like what is the lay of the land mm -hmm. um so that it's almost like this is what's happening this is what's going on now i see how it is now i can break the walls down to see how it is that my talents and gifts can be of service right because now i understand right more of what is going on what's coming up for these people and so i can okay now i can now i can let it i can let it flow i can and and then it's like it's almost like doing a, a recon yeah it's almost kind of like doing a recon like this is where people are at and then um because it's like i know that some people say and only certain people are intuitive and certain people are uh, empathic and i actually believe all of us are yeah and so it's it's just a matter of paying attention to it and then actually saying acknowledging it because what it is it's that's literally our connections to other people that's mm -hmm. our tap into the collective that's the acknowledgement that i am one within a collective and so you're picking up of these energies of what is going on and then it's like all right cool all right, so now I see what I'm to offer. Right. Yeah, and you, it, it's hard to see that, that like if you're, it's the fish in the water, right? Like if you're empathic naturally and then you never experience uh, a state of non-empathy, whether that's in the society or in your family or, you know, whatever those past experiences were that, that showed you, okay, well, I have this empathic ability, but some other people don't. If you don't have that, you're just going to believe you'll go through life that everybody is empathic, right? So having those experiences where, where you know, you have to kind of shut down that empathy um, prepares you. It's, yeah, like you said, you're, you're, you're going into enemy territory and experiencing what they're doing and seeing from their perspective. And without that perspective, it, you know, you, you can't understand what you're here to do and what what you're here to shift and how you can share your gifts with other people and how that's going to uh, improve their 
empathic abilities or their telepathic abilities or, you know, their uh, clairsentience, claircognizance, you know, and again, all humans have this ability. We all have 99.99% the same DNA as every other human. So if one human is capable of doing something, all humans are capable of doing it. And that, that was our, you know, a message that goes back to, to Jesus. Uh, he says, you know, you'll be able to do this and more. And, and that's because we are all human. We all have this capability, but we're using 6% of our DNA right now. And 90, 93, 94% of it is junk DNA. So as we raise our consciousness, what begins to happen, the epigenetics starts to turn on the DNA that we're capable of handling through our conscious ability, through the love that we're sharing in our hearts. Um, and as that starts to turn on, again, the human species begins to evolve, it begins to evolve to this higher level where uh, it starts with empathy and moves to, to telepathy, to, you know, the, the ability to turn on your sixth sense, the, the clairs, the ability to see through the veil. Um, and all of this is coming. It's all coming and every human has the ability to do it. So as you start to do it and share it and that belief starts to come into this reality, then the belief permeates and it's the belief. Uh, Joe Dispenza talks about this all the time. The belief is what turns on the genes. It's not the um, drugs that you take. It's not the experiences that you have. It's the belief that turns on the epigenetic ability to turn on and off genes. Yeah. So if you have that belief that we're all capable of it, then you'll, you'll be able to experience that as well. And it takes a little bit of coaxing. It takes a little bit of, you know, coaching or being around somebody who, who is capable of doing that. And that's, it's funny, like something, as you were pointing out, like the, 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 the fish perspective. So it, it got me thinking about something else. I was like, oh my gosh, this just popped up. Like, and, and so, so it's a way too of like, you yeah you as you walk on you're gonna think like oh this is it's just me like this is what happens blah 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 and then what happens though once again part of your environment so this is why i i ask people to assess the environment and what is actually going on um, internally and externally but like this would be an external example would be like that fish didn't know until it was reflected through something else right, right. And so I had that personal experience where when I was in school, I'm just going through seeing patients, writing up my stuff. And I'm thinking, cool, I'm just kind of doing my thing. Well, it actually took a teacher, one of my clinic supervisors, to point out to me that there were certain things that I was seeing and that I was getting that other students weren't. And so I was like, what? And then like, and once it took through her reflection for me to realize that that was a gift that I had. Right. Because it came with such ease for me, in which case she was explaining that for others, it really had to be taught and like really. And so that became more of a skill for them versus a gift for me. And so similar to the fish situation. So with that being said, where can you put yourself or can you create an environment where others are going to be able to see that and be that reflection and call those things out? 
because they do come with such ease for you that you may not even see it. You may not realize that that is the offering to the collective. If there is no, you don't have to keep searching because it's already within. And it just really, we just needed that, that something else to reflect that, to bring that out. And then simply from now having that focus, it starts to, it starts to really grow. Yeah. You know, like, so, and I want to say, how can you do that for somebody else? So that is also realizing your influence in the collective. If you are always complaining and pointing out what other people are doing, quote unquote, wrong or not so great, you're actually adding that energy into the collective. Mm -hmm. What if you could actually call out what it is that is like simply amazing that you see comes with such ease for them? And then for them on their side, you have no idea what kind of doors that could open for them area of potential and possibility it's kind of like when that when you hear about it like with teachers like in the education system and stuff like that where and you'll hear the stories i just had this one teacher that told me this and then from that day i believed i could Mm -hmm. right you hear it all the time and so imagine then and they even show it the teachers that might say xyz about certain students and then down the line they have a criminal record or whatever it is. So that's then when I ask, just what are you speaking life into? Mm. And it's not just for yourself. It's what are you speaking life into in general? Right. Yeah, because we're all connected. You know, you are me and I am you. And the sooner that we realize that, the better the outcome is, is going to be collectively and personally. Like, from both perspectives because I learn lessons from you just as much as you're learning lessons from me, even though it might not be the same and it might not be my intention to teach you anything, but through me reflecting and having, you know, just this conversation and the fact that we can share it with many, many people as well, like that permeates the the collective consciousness of the planet even further. And it just continues to build and build and it's it's a beautiful time to be alive right now. Uh, it might yeah. seem a little scary for some, but it is such a beautiful time to to be on this planet, to go through this evolution, to to see the shift in consciousness happening, uh, and be a part of it too, and and decide what role do you want to have in that shift? Do you want to play you know a small part and help a couple people? Do you want to be a, a national talking figure? Like all possibilities are are there for every single person. And so. neither one is wrong and neither one is right. It's because it's going to all boil down to you. Exactly. And who you are authentically. And then seeing that that is just what people are. Yep. Well, Denise, yeah, this has been a wonderful conversation. I really enjoyed it. The, the you know, just kind of getting to understand being that authentic self, being, um, you know, seeing where the collective is going and how much of a role we all have on that is is such a fun conversation. Um, and then just talking about the, the holidays and, you know, the human aspect of this, of, of this reality, the fact that we do all have, have families and we've got people that we, you know, have to find the balance between and, and try to, to just enjoy each other's company. So I really appreciate you coming on, uh, for anyone looking for information on you, what's the best place to find that? 
so I would say the easiest thing would be to go to denisiahilton.com slash connect. And then that's kind of, it's just got a bunch of buttons on that page. Perfect. Um, like of upcoming events. And then also, you know, if you just want to sign up for my, my uh, love note coming from the perfect playground, it's also just kind of got some things going on. You can do that from that page too. So it's Denisia Hilton slash connect. Perfect. And I'll make sure I link that in the bio or in the show notes. So um, really appreciate you coming on. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you again for listening to Changing the Channel with Joe Garner. If you enjoyed the show, please follow the podcast. Hit the bell to know when a new show comes out. Share with a friend and rate us on whatever platform you're tuning in from. It helps get these messages out to more people to create the collective shift in reality we are here to experience. Make sure you interact with the Q&A and poll sections of the show so I can continue to provide content you enjoy. Finally, check out my website in the show notes to become a VIP of Changing the Channel and join the shift that is happening.